The Angry Chicken is a production of amove.tv. Check out Amove TV for more podcasts covering Blizzard games. And for more of Jocelyn's gaming podcasts, visit jossplays.com. The Angry Chicken is brought to you by our legendary patrons over at patreon.com slash TAC. Time's up. Let's do this. You smell like a leopard gnome! I knew it! So hot! A podcast about Hearthstone and Battlegrounds. This is The Angry Chicken! Welcome back, everybody. This is indeed, as Ben Brode says in the intro there, Tack. I'm Garrett Weinzerl, here, as always, with Jocelyn Carney and Ridiculous Hat. We've got a we've got the, the regular crew, which still feels kind of new because the schedule has been so bananas uh, in the last month. But uh, this is it. This is it. It's like this is it. This is Tack now. And that's cool. This is Tack now. <laughs> yes. This is Tack at Night, which if you rearrange would be Night at Tack. Oh. Which is, which is a ghost mm. now? Night at Tack, I don't know if you heard about this. Night at Tack died. Aww. Aww. But th- there's new sad. episodes posting, but they're ghosts. Haunting the land of Austin, Texas. <laughs> uh, go say hi to Brian Brushwood and Justin Rabbiung over on uh, Ghost Attack, everybody. Uh, let them know. The Angry Chicken folks sent you. And uh, also remind them that they are due for their annual... Uh, Angry Chicken episode where they come guest, we can't keep them in control, and then they apologize for two weeks via text later, and I tell them <laughs> it's fine because I haven't laughed that hard all year. I'm on board for this. Like, cool. Th- this is acceptable. And I know that, that you say this is the regular cast, but but I haven't been on the show since before Quillbores was a tribe. I was a year younger when I was last on the show. There were two fewer patches. Like, what's happened? <laughs> That's, oh my god, you're right. And you missed one episode. Yeah, in, yes. in a lot has happened, in, which, you know, from missing from the end of you being on the last episode to the start of this one has technically been two weeks. So in barely a two week span, we've gotten uh, the biggest battlegrounds patch of the year and uh, a balance patch to that balance to that battlegrounds update and constructed hearthstone, which we're going to talk about that today. So before we do that, hat. From the past, yes, we're calling uh, calling you through a time machine. How did you feel about launch Quillbore? I played a bunch of BGs, and I thought it was fun, except the games where I died a bunch. Um, but the games where I got to make <laughs> the other people die a bunch were very enjoyable. I don't know. I, I, I primarily constructed, and so it was nice to dip my toe back into it. And I enjoyed the Dark Moon Prize era, and then I didn't, I didn't enjoy the not Dark Moon Prize era. And then this felt different and interesting. And then, I don't know, a week later they changed it, and now it's different again. So, like, that was cool. It was a fun tavern brawl battlegrounds. Is it that much different, though? <laughs> I think so. I, I've I lost to, like, is, Murlocs yeah. and Elementals and Dragons. Like, I'm, the results are the same, but I'm still, like, I'm losing to new and exciting things. And that's kind of fun. I feel like when I, and I mean, I'm sure this is probably, uh, you know, talk for the actual battleground section of the show, but um, I feel like I'm, when I'm losing, 
I'm losing to things that are all doing the same thing, I guess. Like, I don't see much of like making tokens that are really big, like beasts used to do or making like having the one or two big things that keep getting their divine shields back when you get little tokens like mechs used to do. Now it's just everybody has either poisonous or everybody has big dudes and you just hold your poisonous dudes in your hand till you face the person with the big dudes and you sell off everything you've worked on and just put the poisonous down and you hope you win. <laughs> there's, there's also, there's also golden the divine shield person. You got a golden, your divine shield person. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> uh, I, I do, I do want to point out, like, I can't remember last time we were winning with divine shield resets on Mac that didn't involve Cthulhu, which meant it was just big dudes who, reset their divine shields. And I, I feel like winning with big token beasts is almost as far back in my memory. Almost not quite. Yeah. But damn near yeah. we've been, we've been winning with big things basically since the dawn of elementals. I was going to say, yeah, since elementals and, and maybe that's why um, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of a shakeup with quill bores, but it seems like we're just making big dudes again. But, but now you can win with poison. We haven't been able to do that since Megasaur went to hell. <laughs> As we, we canonically established last week, Megasaur did go to hell <laughs> and it deserved it. It deserved it. Or Megasaur. Yeah. I, lo I, lo I lost a, with a good board to poisonous Murlocs and it wasn't to George this week. Do you know how refreshing that feels? I've never been happier to lose. I was like, oh, I'm so proud of you. You get your poisonous Murlocs, but you don't have divine shields and you still won. <laughs> Were you happy at the time? No, I was furious. Clearly, yeah. can't you tell okay. the sound of my voice? Checking a little bit there. Yeah, you got you read between the lines. I'm sure you can. It, like it, you, if you're not offended thinking about how you think I reacted to that, then you're not picturing it accurately. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. Um, there it is. There yeah. it is. We uh, we can talk more about it in the battleground section. But we can. Yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's plenty of depth to to discuss. There's one more thing we haven't discussed, uh, which is. Did everyone get the most beautiful card back in the history of Hearthstone? I have not yet, but I love that there are a lot of folks out there who have put guides together for people like me that are bad at secret findings. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, secret finding community. I love that Hearthstone was just like, I, I feel, it certainly feels like from our anecdotal experience of, only reading Celestalon tweets that this was very much a Celestalon effort, but it, it kind of feels like the Hearthstone team was just like, we, we want the secret finding wow community to do something with our game. And <laughs> right. that's exactly what happened. Um, we're of course talking about the, the, the secret card back, the, I keep calling it the Kael'thas card back. Isn't it called like the Phoenix card back or something? Is it just a bunch of yes? Yes, I think. I forget the official so. name actually. Now that I'm, I, I think it's like uh, Mysteries of the Barons. I believe. Ah, that would explain it. It just but makes yeah, me think like of it has like a yeah, it has like a phoenixy look. Yeah. It's got green it. orbs. It's Kalthos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a Mysteries really of the Phoenix. Okay, Mysteries yes. of the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had so much to talk about last week with Lissa that we didn't talk about it, but I did actually take the time to go and get this card back. And this is typically the kind of thing that I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm glad other people are enjoying this. I'm not personally going to go and engage with this. 
Uh, this is like truly just came down to the art for me. Like I am, mm. there are so many card backs and we've had this conversation before that uh, to me, new card backs, they really got to impress me to like move my height meter even uh, slightly off empty. Um, and well, yeah, because I mean, we get a new one every month and we get them with the like um, heroic single players have them and there's like um, new expansions and even some like now we've got the whole uh, reward tra- uh, reward track and everything else like there's there's a lot of card backs. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I just wanted to explain that so that like dear listener at home, you understand when I say that I think this is one of the best illustrations for a card back ever that you like understand like where I'm coming from on that. Cause I like, I've just not been paying. I don't even, I've gotten every card back. I don't, I couldn't tell you what like the last six card backs per month were. I haven't used any of them or even what they were called. Yeah, like the, I never remember names. The, 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 the secrets card back that blood elf Phoenix Kael'thas design is so well done. I love it. It's wonderful. It's the only card back I'm using right now. Uh, and the, I just discovered while trying to look it up that I still can't spell Phoenix. It's the worst word. I can't get it. Uh, well, if you spell it with an F, you'll get either a uh, a pop punk band or a StarCraft character. Uh, I was going to say, I remember StarCraft Phoenix because that was spelt like it sounded and I loved it. Uh, but yeah, that, that card back is, is awesome. Yeah. It's very pretty. How mm-hmm. how was the uh, the Hunter secret experience? How, how much how was your trading, Garrett? Um, well, I followed a guide to a T and I think it still took me about 35 minutes. Wow. I was doing it <laughs> on a phone, so I was being excruciatingly careful. Um, because I was, I was, my car was in the shop and I was just waiting for it. So I was just sitting there just uh, like, I got nothing better to do. I've got my phone with me. So yeah, I was Joss, when was the last time you very slowly like took your targeting reticule on a touchpad and like drug it all the way around stuff to make sure it goes exactly where you want it to? So in case you accidentally oh, release, man. it just snaps back. <laughs> Imagine doing that for thirty some odd minutes of trading. <laughs> That's. A lot. I feel like so I haven't really like looked into it too too much, but now I'm super intrigued and almost want to just like get the first like little secret bit to kind of like send me down that trail and like get the first answer so that I know I'm heading in the right direction and then try to figure it out myself because like, man, who, who saw Like, how do you even go about solving something that takes 30 plus minutes? I, I <laughs> was just kind of breezing through some anecdotes uh, about what the secret funding community had to do to do this. And I know at one point Sims were involved and I was just like, cool. I'm just oh, going to my God. I'm just going <laughs> to yeah, follow these, these guys. Not, not excessive. Excessive is not the word. There are people that really enjoy the depth of this experience and mm-hmm. I enjoy watching them do it and then not. And do then it. giving. Yeah. And then the, having them give me the answer. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, that's, like, yeah. I'm glad that's you like did a, a whole bunch of fancy days. stuff, but um, I would like to just get the card back now. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> And there was true like worldwide collaboration here. I know there were groups from different countries that had solved each of the different puzzles. Um, and then after that, uh, Celeste Lon on Twitter posted his spreadsheets for putting them together. The Hunter one, I had to scroll on my phone. Like that thing was <laughs> bananas. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Celeste Lon is saying the puzzles are not designed for any individual to be able to complete all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is clearly made with 
community brain, yeah. <laughs> like hive mind in mind. Hive mind in mind, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, 100%. It's uh, like, it's a total thing. I saw some people getting grumpy about it. I'm like, I don't know, just let, there's a community for this and this is who it's made for and they're stoked yeah. on it and we can all walk in their footsteps and get a lovely card back. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I like going for hikes. I don't need to find the trail. Other people found the trail for me. I just want to go for a nice hike. <laughs> yeah. and, and if you're the kind of person that wants to blaze the trail join join the discord like they're all public communities like yeah. get involved yeah listen i've done that i've and almost been bitten by a water was. moccasin i understand the dangers and that's why i don't do it anymore yeah. and it was three days like three days is not that long in the grand scheme of things but look at how involved this was the fact that this got solved so quickly kind of blew my mind it's it's really impressive uh that that is a, a community that i i am a tourist in uh, at, mm. at most, um, and just find so damn entertaining and fascinating. So, uh, hats off to you, everybody. Thank you. Uh, cause I love this card back and I definitely would not have been able to get it without that community. So, um, yeah, uh, remind me at some point, I'll uh, the, the guides are everywhere. I'm just going to say yeah. this, this yeah. is off the top, off the cuff conversation about things we haven't talked about while hat was out. Um, so I, I don't have a link handy, but they're, they're all over the place. Hearthstone top decks has one. I use one on Hearthpone. Uh, I'm sure you can find, Whichever fan site you like, you know, if we were smart and good at branding, um, we would have one, <laughs> but we don't. So there's that. We could call it like follow the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, you didn't picture like sure. a, a path into the woods with a little chicken. <laughs> no, just me. Okay. That would be, that would be a chicken run. That would be a chicken run. It 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 it, it would be. Well, let's chicken run over at, uh, to our Patreon and thank uh, some new patrons that signed up to support our podcast before we get into this week's uh, news and whatnot. Uh, everyone over at patreon.com slash TAC, uh, thank you so much. You were the ones supporting us. And if you're out there listening, you're not a patron and you've been thinking to yourself, boy, I've really loved those anger chicken dorks. How do I support them? Well, the Patreon is the best way to do so. You, you can fund the show directly with however much works for you. And we very much appreciate uh, everyone over there on the Patreon. So go check it out, get access to our discord, ad free version of the feed as well as other perks. Uh, but this week um, I'm actually going to throw it a hat for this first. Thank you because there's just no universe where I don't say, Hey hat, who, who's the first patron this week we're thanking. So we have five patrons to thank this week. By the way, if you don't hear your name, we still have a backlog of patrons. We really appreciate everybody's support. Thank you so much for that. Um, especially me as the new host. I really appreciate you all joining up. And I'm not saying it's because of me, but I'm saying that I really appreciate you joining up when I join the show. Um, and hey, keep signing up. So uh, big thanks to Fabulous Cap, uh, obviously the best <laughs> name, Mr. Claw, Scott L., John M., and The Bear Jew. I uh, loved your work in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, I assumed it was just a hunky, hairy Jewish individual. <laughs> and both can be true. You're right. They're not mutually exclusive. But you- also note, this doesn't say a bear Jew. It says the bear Jew, which was a, a the- titled character in the Quentin Tarantino movie Inglorious Bastards. Played by Eli Roth. Eli Roth Correct. is canonically now a patron of the Angry Chicken. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love Cabin Fever, works. sir. Yes. One of my favorite horror films. Mm. Yes. Yes. Hostel was a little much for me. I'm squeamish. <laughs> it's, we had to take down the poster for that movie because it was just weird. and Too great. much. Yeah. <laughs> much like the movie Hostel. No, no, not for me. Not for me. But you know what is for me? Um, good news in Hearthstone and we got some. Good news, everyone. <laughs> oh, no. 
Well, I, I guess first we're starting with Grandmasters, which, as always, uh, has some controversy. So your good news may vary depending on your opinion of Hearthstone Esports. But Jocelyn, just what in God's name has Feathers ruffled over in GM now? <laughs> well, OK, I was going to do like either this week or next week, just kind of an overview of what's been going on in GM because we're getting to the end. It's a different format this year, which means uh, after seven weeks of competition, then we're actually going to be getting relegations. There are no relegation playoffs. It's just by the end with your points total, bottom four people out, you're done. That's it. Right. So I, I was more sound effects, like please. A- I really enjoyed that. <laughs> where I thought, you know, like we check in. And then, of course, we had some controversy this week. Uh, So basically what happened was one of the EU GMs, uh, Xblizes, who has seven points currently in the system, was going up against in the top eight a fellow Frenchman, Zim, who has only three points going into week five or had only three points going into week five. Uh, and so he was a no-show, which is a thing that has happened in esports, in Hearthstone esports before, that we've had players being a no-show. But um, because these two players came from the same country, there were some eyebrows raised because Blizes is very much uh, not really in any kind of danger at this point in the season of being relegated. So, um, yeah, it looked like or was pointed out by fellow GM Casey as looking like a a situation that was uh, win trading. So uh, the Hearthstone Esports uh, Twitter account did tweet out saying that they were looking into it, but we have no further news to tell you guys as of right now. But um, essentially Casey's evidence, which I was going to use air quotes, but I thought that was kind of bitchy, so I didn't. But um, his evidence is that uh, Blizes was online in Battle.net when he was in parent no-show to the GM tournament. Now, um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, my Battle.net is almost always on, as is my Discord, to the point that I had a friend text me on Sunday morning thinking that I had left all of my podcasts because I turned my PC off overnight on Saturday night. And so I was no longer at the top in the section of all my discords and they were like did you just quit podcasting what's going on i'm like no i just turned my pc off <laughs> like that's how long i'm on that's how online i am all the yeah. time so i mean i don't know this seems like a little bit of potential like witch hunting and i'm glad that the hearthstone esports team is looking into it because I mean, just because the two players come from the same country and same practice group, like it is a little bit suspicious, but at the same time, like, I mean, how, how do you prove you slept in, right? Like how many times did Firebat sleep in and <laughs> miss official Blizzard events? Oh my God. Like, I forgot about that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, yeah. Listen, it's not unprecedented. Look, look here's I, yeah. a here's a camera. Uh, listen, I'm gonna I'm on VoIP. I'm gonna bring you into my kitchen. Look, there's still the the pan with the eggs in it that I haven't gotten a chance to clean yet. You know me; they're always clean by 11 a.m. Unless I wake up late. There we go. It's the smoking <laughs> gun. I'm cleared. Did yeah, it's on just, VoIP. Okay, he did. He, I he, couldn't decide which said. specific application yeah. I Notice wanted to use. Fire up Teamspeak and get him from the kitchen, like. <laughs> <laughs> Voice over IP is still technically what all of these things is what I'm talking to you on right now. Hat. We're talking on yeah. VoIP. Right. It's instead of IRC. Hey, listen, listen, if discord or zoom or Skype 
or any of them you know, want to pay me. I'm happy to use them as my go-to example whenever a VoIP solution comes up. But at the moment, <laughs> I am not paid to care about which example VoIP service I pull from my butt. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> but anyway. Speaking um, of pulling things from our butt. Yeah, this is... <laughs> I think it's it's going to be very difficult for, I think, either side to really prove anything either way. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, so for this to be cheating, uh, first of all, if you miss a match from GM, if you know, show you, it's a thousand dollar US fine. Yeah, it's, it's a big fine. Yeah. Right. Um, and also it's if it's against someone from the same country as you and, and if this whole situation it is very clearly obvious that if you if you no show for this match, people are going to have this exact conversation. It's going to be mm-hmm. a whole lot of controversy and hubbub and all that. And Hearthstone players are people that uh, they become professional Hearthstone players because they're good at decision making. Now, I'm not going to say that translates necessarily to real life decision making, but when it comes to evaluating the risk of a decision, I think that if this was on the table, if you were against a friend and you wanted to lose a match, it wouldn't be too hard to find a way to lose a match. Um, and it, it's just a lot more external scrutiny if you just straight up say, well, I'm not showing up and it also costs money, uh, and mm-hmm. it's a disciplinary warning. It's, it seems really unlikely this was unfair, but at the same time, it's not the best look in the world. There's or, definitely yeah, some, some optics here <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think all three of us are on the same page that it's like, oh yeah, totally understand where, concerns from the community and other players are coming from because it looks uh what are the cool kids saying not sus there's the word that's the word yeah. mm. <laughs> the cool kids <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> i could just say I kids mean, at does. this point because i am definitely an old bastard uh by most mm-hmm. metrics but um <laughs> yeah i it, mean it, it does no support- and i think if anything, I'm I'm kind of I'm if anything a little bit surprised because the messaging from the Hearthstone esports account was um, that there had been accusations of cheating, which obviously yes, win trading is cheating, but it was it was very odd. Like they didn't like name anybody or talk about anything specific. They just said that there's been cheating in GM and EU this week, <laughs> and then there's been no kind of follow up from that afterwards. So. Um, I don't know. I think that maybe um, they potentially shouldn't have tweeted and should have just like let it be because now it there have been a lot of like posts and tweets and everything else, you know, going after the players. And and that's not fair either. Right. Because it, it, they're like it's going after both players. Right. Blythe Zanzim, who was the recipient of the air quotes, win trade or alleged win trading. And uh, yeah, it's just it's it's created a, a very hostile environment for the players, I think, which is which is kind of unfortunate. I wish that Harsona just like left it alone until an investigation had happened and they had a decision instead of just leaving this like open ended kind of situation just hanging out there for however long it's going to take them. Like, like I said, I don't even know what either side does to prove anything at this point. So yeah, we'll have to see if we get an update. I'll let you guys know. Yeah. It's, it's on the esports team, right? It's, it's their job at this Mm -hmm. point to, to figure this out and sort this out. And, uh, I would imagine that at a certain point we'll get a statement. It probably won't go into great detail and certain individuals will not be happy with it. But at a certain Mm -hmm. point it, that's the job of blizzard employees that handle esports. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proxalot in the chat room saying um, they didn't specify EU. They did. They didn't technically specify EU. That that is 
correct. It was my mistake. But with the timing of when they tweeted it out, <laughs> like it couldn't have been NA. So it would have been either. And it was like halfway through uh, the EU matches. So it would have been either APAC or EU. So but I mean, with yeah. the timing, everybody knew everybody knew what they were talking about. <laughs> And and Casey was like had spun up that a pretty pretty big thread that was getting a lot of attention and and yeah. Laz was starting to reply and like GM Twitter was going off. This is I think this is the lesson that they learned from the Zelay situation of they'd rather try and get something out there to de-escalate more quickly as opposed to wait a while. Um, and I don't know if they have a really good answer here either way. We'll know what they do if Blize is playing next week in GM and yeah. if Zim is playing next week in GM because if they're there, then they don't think they're cheating and it's you would have to do something colossally stupid to prove that this was cheating. Like if they messaged each other in the Bnet client, then yeah, which they clearly wouldn't do if this was premeditated. I unless mm -hmm. they, it was very poorly premeditated. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's better to try and just get out in front of it and de-escalate with a vague tweet, or if it's better to just wait and be silent. I I I, I, I can really tell know. you that I feel yeah. better knowing like that little bit. I'm like cool. At least knowing that they know. Yeah, yeah, because they waited so long with so many things in the past that yeah, uh, <laughs> I have them filed away and oh yeah, 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 who knows? Who knows if they actually know yeah. or not? I'm frankly absolutely unsure. Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I me mean, personally, I'm I'm happy with that. Um, yeah, and I mean, in the end, like you said, there there's a there's a monetary fine for being a no show, so he's already been fined. Like I don't know, I. I just think this whole situation got a little bit blown out of proportion because, again, I don't really think that the evidence presented is necessarily evidence. So moving on from that, um, our current situation in these three regions in APAC, we've got Blitzchung leading with 15 points over there. Yarla, again, being super consistent, leading EU with 16 points and no hands gamer over in America's with 15 points. Uh, these guys have all just been so solid through this whole season. And I don't know about you guys. I've been watching a lot of GM this season because I've really enjoyed going from like uh, format to format to format. I wasn't huge into specialists. I don't think a lot of people enjoyed the specialist weeks, but um, seeing last hero standing again, I find the conversations that we get to have around like um, Q order to be really, really interesting. So uh, much more so like, I mean, conquest, it doesn't matter. You're going to win with everything, right? So um, conquest, conquest just matters a little bit less. And I, I like the conversations that are able to be had about uh, choices that they make. It just feels like there's more choices at more points during the uh, during the match in last hero standing yeah i like the variety and they're not trying some of the weirdo super goofy formats they had last time of the bring 10 decks and then ban six or whatever that was or the or the one where they had like the the shielded conquest where you got to like protect a deck yeah. and then yeah that was which i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't mind that i thought I that was a, like a half shielded. decent yeah, I didn't. Yeah, mind I thought the, that was half decent. The bring every class in the game and ban one felt forced. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I guess it, I don't know. Maybe not yeah. forces. It didn't feel like it added much because it felt. What's the word? Crappy. It felt <laughs> crappy. It felt 
like it was a bad format. That was yeah. mostly my my feeling about it because you just ended up playing all the decks that weren't good enough to be a deck. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was a it was a I think that was like Ashes or whatever it was a four set format. So like Shaman and Paladin could only play Murloc. So everyone had Bane deck Hungry Crabs. Like yeah, no, just just get rid of the Crabs format. We don't need Crabs. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, and then no one likes like, crabs. Which, which no, way do no I? One. This is a the, the open door of jokes. I don't know which which one to go through. <laughs> Too many options. Too many options. Yeah, but yeah, that can go away. And I, I I would like if they tried. Like I think strike is awesome. But yeah, shield of conquest was all right. Shield of conquest was the format that made the most ladder ready decks right away because it didn't look like normal conquest decks, which are super weird, or standard LHS decks, which are even weirder because they're all for counter queuing. Mm -hmm. Shield conquest decks were like you could take them onto the ladder and usually do pretty okay with them. But it was also a format that was kind of hard to navigate strategically because you just brought four ladder decks. Um I I like what they tried here. And ESL did a good job with the production. Like it's when you hire a company that is an esports production company and you have them do esports production, then you don't have audio issues and, and your stuff goes on time and the videos look good. Yeah, I don't know. It's it was I didn't watch a ton of it, but what I did watch was well produced and consistent and it like it was a pretty good season, all things considered. Mm-hmm. And it's not over yet. Like I said, we have two more weeks. So we have one more week of last year standing, and then we have one week of contest uh, contest conquest. At which point we will be deciding who's going through the playoffs. Eight players from each region go through to the playoffs and those happen in week eight. So uh, it's coming up pretty quickly. This this season of uh, GM has seemed to go by pretty, pretty quickly. So uh, we've got some notable people who are up for potential relegation. And remember, there is no playoff or relegation. It's just bottom four are out. So uh, currently in APAC, Tom60229 and Tyler, who are two pretty big name players that we've talked about a lot on the show in the past, are both in the bottom four as of right now, as well as Bunny Hopper over on EU. Uh, he is currently in the bottom four as well. And uh, Killing All Day and Impact uh, over on the America side are, again, names you guys have probably heard us talk about. So uh, if you want full standings, we do have links in the show notes. And uh, yeah, let us know what formats you like. And, you know, you, got, you guys could always talk to me in the Discord if there's anyone else watching DM. <laughs> I'm still sitting there. I, I love, I don't know, I love esports, so... Yeah. <laughs> if anyone wants to actually have these conversations and not have me like shoehorn this crap into the show, then uh, <laughs> you can talk to me over on Discord too. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> you really sold us on that. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, bring it back to Twitch. Um, let's. Well, yeah. That's take a, a whole other conversation. Let's take a second uh, and thank this week's sponsor before we get into the big meat of today's episode, which is going to be talking about the patch and our experiences with it in the live game. Uh, we have a sponsor to thank today, and it is Gabby Insurance. They are back sponsoring this episode of The Angry Chicken. You should go check them out over gabby.com slash TAC. Uh, I'm going to throw to you, Hat. Josh got it wrong last time. What is the one other thing that like I'm really into and I shoehorn into every anecdote uh, outside of video games on this podcast? Cars. Ah, oh, you got it right. You got it. Right. I didn't have a damn. I don't have a, a like a success sound effect to play. I should have uh, like I don't know. PB Herman Playhouse. Like yeah. There it is. <laughs> and that's how you will feel uh, finding better rates for your car and homeowners insurance, or maybe finding out that you've got the best rates out there and give you a peace of mind when you go to gabby.com slash TAC and, uh, and check for that. I mean, Gabby literally stands for, I, I think, uh, get a better insurance that that checks out, right? 
you, you want to get a better insurance. I want to get a better insurance. Um, but you should go check them out because it's, uh, it's, they, they compare it like <laughs> the way you want it. You, your, your rates compared It's apples to apples. It's coverage to coverage, uh, with 40 of the top insurance providers like progressive nationwide and travelers. Uh, and again, this works for car and homeowners insurance. Um, I did this, uh, I went over to gabby.com slash TAC. I've been with Geico since I got my focus back in 2018. Uh, I went to gabby.com slash tack and all I had to do was log in with my Geico account through Gabby and within like moments, Gabby was just like, there you go. Here's, here's everything that you could possibly go with. And Gabby showed me offers from national general progressive tons of others. But it turns out that Safeco will send me $218 on the exact same coverage. And it's totally free to use. So you should go check them out because you could save yourself some money and you would support the anger chicken in the process. So go put your policy to the test. Like I did, uh, get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check. There's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash tack. That is G a B I.com slash T a C. Thank them for their support. We thank you for going to Gabby.com slash tack. Now we thank you for sticking around to hear us talk about the patch. It's time to talk about the patch. Are you ready, Joss? You know I am. <laughs> uh, you ready, Ridiculous Hats Chair? Audio, ver- <laughs> audio listeners? Yeah, hat he, is gone. Definitely <laughs> had to run for something. Definitely had to run. There's a message <laughs> that I can't see in Discord at the moment. Um, but anyways, uh, let's talk about 20.2.2. Uh, starting with Constructed, we'll talk about Battlegrounds here in a moment. Uh, and let's start with the nerfs, because as was teased last week, there are both nerfs and buffs in this patch, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it because they put, they announced the patch and put the patch out on a Wednesday. I just, I just give up at this point. I give up. Yeah, I know. We've tried so hard over the years to anticipate when things are going to be announced, when things are going to come out, when we're going to have a bit of time to play before recording. We've moved the show a bajillion times. They're unpredictable. I give up table flip. I'm done. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Which is good. People can now contact. What was that? I have a fun fact. What's the fun fact? Uh, so this is only the third ever client patch on a Wednesday. The third ever of all time. Uh, there was also a server patch for uh, the, the Demon Hunter Bad Dream was on the server side on Wednesday and then client side on Thursday. But otherwise, it was all the way back in 14.2.2, which was a few years back. And then 13.0.3 were the only other Wednesday patches in the game's history. So it was unpredictable of them to patch on a Wednesday and even less predictable for them to release the patch notes like two hours before the patch. You never do that. Nothing. Right? <laughs> Sometimes it is absurdly close still, like even a day. And, and yeah, like I realize I'm as biased as possible, but could we please get some lead time on patches? <laughs> it, any, any at all. <laughs> good God, it just makes content generation so much better. Please and thank you. I understand something. It's, it's an imperfect system. Something Sometimes like, maybe it's the eleventh hour, and they're like, "No, I refuse." Yeah. Someone is like, I, g- "I guess they're still working remotely." But someone is like, chained themselves to the door to the room where they press the button to make change. They're like, "No, I refuse to let you nerf refreshing spring spring water." You know, sometimes you got to get the, the 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 bolt cutters out to get Alec out of the way so that you can nerf refreshing spring spring water. I understand that it happens sometimes, but. Still, humble request, please patch notes before <laughs> before release day. But they and totally they totally had to delay this because 
they went eight days from BG tribe release to BG um, or minion type, BG minion type release to BG minion type patching. They totally delayed the patch notes a little bit here just to make sure they could get that all out the door at once. I'm glad they moved that fast because another weekend of Quillbores would have been, mm. um, would have dramatically lowered interest in the mode. But the beginning of the week people lost their damn minds on social media waiting for those patch notes tuesday was, it was a rough insane. day oh my people god losing their minds <laughs> alec had to come out and say patch notes coming tomorrow with the patch like he had to say it because people were it was 101 p.m eastern people were like where are patch notes where yeah. are they and it's don't you know like, you owe us patch notes at you, noon on you Tuesday? just <laughs> made me realize like all the times have been crabby about like constant neediness and 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 self-righteousness from gaming communities <laughs> the the inter, like reddit and and forums and just the connectivity that is modern day being a part of a gaming community it we're just constantly the crowd waiting for the band to come on stage that's it <laughs> that's all it is that's what's happening can you, can you tell them vaccinated and i can't wait to go to a concert um like we're just we're there and unfortunately yeah at some point you're like wait wait no it's it's tuesday they're supposed <laughs> to be on stage by now what's going on so at some point the venue manager does need to come out and be like okay please stop setting the pa speakers on fire they're coming tomorrow <laughs> This is no labored analogy, but I like the energy you've put into it. Okay, um, just, it clicked. It clicked for me. I know this is personal. I hope everyone enjoyed the journey we just went on. Well, and to continue it, there was a lot of people that then read the patch notes, saw nothing about Encanter's Flow, and were like, one more card! One more card! I'm sorry, you're also forgetting the people that afterwards are still beating the crap out of each other, but it's like a five-person mosh pit. <laughs> just and the per, or person getting spin kicked in the head by the hardcore dude that's trying too hard is named Ticketus. <laughs> I've I've lost track of this metaphor, but now I also want to go to a concert. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's two more cards. By the way, they come out, they play that one song that you thought they were going to close with, and then they play the deep cut, and that's what they really end on. And yeah, it's Ticketus. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we're done with this anecdote. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about the nerfs. Let's talk about what actually got changed. Full alert, not Ticketus. Uh, refreshing Spring Water went up one mana from four to five. Uh, first day of school went from zero to one mana, but now gives three one-cost minions. Hysteria went from three mana to four mana. Crab Rider, probably the, the, one of the most unique changes we've seen uh, to a card since, dare I say, Warsaw Commander. I actually think this is a good change, and Warsaw Commander was, was a <laughs> ham-fisted bad change, but uh, Crab Rider has been changed to have Battle Cry gain Wind Fury this turn only, and then the final nerf was to uh, Man Crick, but very specifically Angry Man Crick uh, went from a 310 down to a 37. So, uh, I don't know, had one too many donuts uh, in the morning from the office. So, those are the nerfs. I, you know what? No, I'm going to definitely, this is not being brought on by anyone poking fun at any one host on this show on Twitter that I saw like a minute before I went on the show here, but hat, how are you feeling about the paladin nurse? Because you had some really strong opinions about first day of school. So my opinions on paladin were that the changes to first day of school and crab rider dramatically changed and hurt paladin at the time. 
Now, I do stand by that. New first day of school, which is, it's a different card. It's not really a nerf or a buff. It's a different card. It's a strong card. But you will notice that Paladin decks that are doing well right now don't look quite the same as Paladin decks that, that did before, right? Uh, it depends where you're looking. It, I'm looking at the Librem of Hope slot because I don't remember seeing that card before the patch. And now there's a lot more hope after the patch, at least for my opponents that cast it on their own faces. <laughs> that is um, that is fair. That is fair. I am still seeing a lot of first day of school. And if you're pe- playing a very specific palette and I'm still seeing crap riders. Yes. Well, and I will say like Paladin's still really good. And Alex said yesterday, Paladin's still stronger than they would like. If you were looking at the front page of HS Replay, which a lot of people have, and Tiago had a really great thread on this on Twitter about how that's, you know, don't take that at surface level, and there's definitely changes to the meta, Paladin's still the best class in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference is that Crab Rider was an Edwin Van Crab, and a lot of decks just could <laughs> not deal with it at all. And by removing that from the format, the format has dramatically shifted into what's good, including specifically Librem Paladin, which couldn't deal with Edwin Van Crab at all, but can absolutely deal with all the other aggression the format has. And also Librem of Hope is probably now the best card in the format. And it's it's very hard to beat all that life life gain and also that that big eight. The giant field. Yeah. yeah. The big thing. Yeah. Which yes. is kind of crazy that uh, you have that much healing tied to that big of a body with a divine shield. Like maybe even just getting rid of the divine shield might have been a nice change to that card. It's just, oh man, so powerful. Yeah. Well, it's been good before, but like, mm-hmm. but also in the beginning of this meta, you couldn't play Librum uh, Palant because they would play it turn two Crab Rider and be like, well, I'm dead now. And yeah. and that was it. And so that that change by itself really significantly impacted the format but paladin's still really strong you can still also play secret paladin it's the the uh actually the the deck that you were enjoying and winning with garrett the aggro buff paladin that's really the one that's kind of been wiped off the face of the earth <laughs> it, it has i, I did pl- I, I played a few games with it today just for the hell of it and i did pretty well but i don't think that's indicative of anything it's completely anecdotal um i it's indicative it, of your play skill sorry what was that it's indicative of your skill Mm, yeah they can nerf the deck and you still win it must be you makes me (laughs) think i know it's anecdotal but it does make me think that like maybe there's still hope for it because the amount of games i won when i never drew crab rider it's notable like you just need things to stick and i mean hell (laughs) keep crab rider in why not it might stick it's fine just won't have one fury um but yeah i I, it's not what i've been uh, been playing i have gone back to like a more traditional secret libram paladin um, which I, I gotta say, I don't, I don't like as much, but, uh, uh, I'm going to protect myself and say, listeners, uh, I'm not an evil person. I didn't like aggro buff paladin for winning with crab rider. It was just nice when I did. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it wasn't why you were playing the deck, but you didn't take the crab riders out of the deck and you didn't say no when you got to play it on turn two <laughs> and then cast a little buffaroonie. <laughs> cast a little buffaroonie how many how, how many I, i'm feeling a little targeted so i am going to ask you uh how many years uh, were you able to win games with edwin uh the fifth amendment protects me in this country <laughs> i'm not required to disclose my answer to that uh, also i will point out i repeatedly begged for edwin to get nerfed uh and then they printed foxy fraud and I'm like all right well i'm gonna enjoy this while i can because this isn't gonna <laughs> last very long yeah i would like to i would also like to point out that technically uh as the leader of oh wait no never mind 
Never mind. Never mind. Nope. That, that's Def Defias, not SI7. I was going to say there's no fifth in seven in SI7, but that's a bad joke because it's. It, I'm getting my rogues confused. <laughs> yeah. Very classic sneaky. Stuff. It happens a lot. Yeah. I'm sorry. But anyways, uh, but Paladin's still good, but it's a different kind of Paladin. That's the thing is that a lot of the composition of this meta doesn't look dramatically different, but the way the matches play out feels pretty different. The meta did slow down a little, but also not in the kind of slow where you can now, like, play more Warlock. And in fact, for some reason, even though they only nudged one half Warlock card, the play rate of Warlock has gone way down, I guess, because people want an excuse to play something else. It's very <laughs> interesting to me how everything has developed from these small nudges. Yeah, I'm still, because I've been playing a good amount of Battlegrounds, because uh, I'm rather enjoying it now. Uh, not as high as I would like to be. I'm usually, you know, nice and settled in diamond at this point. Uh, I'm not there yet. So I'm still just like wanting my, like my ladder grind deck. And I will say I'm bored, uh, with that because the answer seems to still be paladin. And I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this bored with paladin. Well, paladin has been pretty powerful for like three expansions now. So in, in one form or another, um, it was kind of, uh, I guess, probably Ashes the last time that Paladin was lower. <laughs> and that was mostly just because, like, Demon Hunter was just so high. <laughs> well, and they hadn't printed the Librams yet, which were... Well, that's when Librams, that's when Librams came Ashes? out, is in Ashes, yeah. Did I misremember? So yeah, but they're Librams and Ashes. Yeah, <laughs> we were just all playing. Well, you all were just playing Demon Hunter. <laughs> I was just boycotting the game. Hey, 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 hey. I wasn't playing Demon Hunter. I was Hunter. playing some Risky Skipper Warrior deck. That's a fun too. I think I was playing Battlegrounds, if I'm being honest back then. <laughs> okay, also good answer. I was not enjoying wow, the Librams did come year. out in Ashes. Yeah. How about that? So yeah, they were there, but just yeah. uh yeah, we weren't really playing them too much, but then kind of Skolomance came out and we were just all about Librams or all about Paladin in some form or another. And that's just kind of carried through and and it is it is feeling a little bit old at this point uh because they just have been on top for so long. So I think it would be nice to see a shakeup, but I mean, that's what we've got the mini expansion for, you know, and I think that that was kind of what some of um, Tiago and Alex back and forth and comments were about was, you know, like player expectation around patches. Now that we have mini expansions that we know are coming halfway through all of our normal expansions, like that's where our big meta shakeup expectations should be. And balance patches in the meantime should be more about like, shoring things up, correcting small mistakes, but like they're not coming in to balance the game or, you know, because we're going to talk about buffs in a minute. They're not coming in to change a whole bunch of cards and completely change the meta and completely change Hearthstone every like three to four weeks. That's like, just wait for the mini expansion, guys. Remember when we used to have to play the same meta for like eight months in a row? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is incredible. You can wait eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. Though also, I like. I'm glad we're not doing that anymore because that was a lot of spirit claws in my life that I we don't need to relive <laughs> that time. Mm. But also, uh, the I think they recently said like the average Hearthstone player has been engaged with the game for like three or four years, 
we're going to have a different appetite after being in the ecosystem for so long. And also, they keep adding game modes. I remember uh, the first time way back when, when Dean said uh, he made the tweet of, if Hearthstone used to be your main game but isn't anymore, what would bring you back? And my first answer was, more things to do. And if you ask that question now, it'd be like, maybe slightly fewer things to do. Because I can't keep up <laughs> with, like, half of the You took my answer too seriously. <laughs> like, that's, I, I haven't gotten the secret card back. I haven't played Classic in a while. I haven't hit Wild Legend in a while. I haven't done half the Book of Heroes. I play BG sometimes. I want to play Duels more, because apparently now Nat Pagel is broken. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. How do they break Nat Pagel? My, my, my answer Nat- to Dean would be, uh, like, like uh, guided Mad Libs. Uh, 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 grumpy limited make a make a statement out of grumpy and limited and that's my answer to that old dean question (laughs) so grumpy limited is just you playing arena uh no no it's the reason i don't play arena that's the internal name for arena (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah anyway i I just i wanted to bring that personal anecdote about paladin because to me i think it kind of speaks to i think the general vibe from the community about this patch because everyone's seems at 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 best kind of unenthused and at worst kind of angry uh about this patch thinking it it didn't take things far enough um which which is why i really liked that alec got in on uh tiago's twitter thread uh basically saying hey you know yeah shaman's maybe not in the best place but a lot of the buffs were too kind of tee these classes up for what's coming down the pipeline, um, which makes me happy to hear. And and, and then I, I read between the lines and go, that must have been something that came about after the launch of this expansion. Certain classes haven't landed where they thought they were going to with the designs that they have in the pipeline. And so that's why we're getting it now, why we're getting these buffs now and not back when the you know standard year rolled over. Because um, mm-hmm. otherwise, why wouldn't you just go ahead and, and shore those cards up? then as, as opposed to now. So, um, yeah, I'd like, cause at this, this patch overall, when it comes to constructed, I don't look at anything and go, no, this is, I don't disagree with these changes. I think everything that got nerfed oh, yeah. or if, as you technically put it hat first day, which became a new card, um, that's a rework. I think and they that needed yeah. in, in Librem Paladin that feels better now because you're slower, so you want the extra bodies, and you have mm-hmm. a much bigger yeah. chance of finding a pen flinger. That's, it's I a good point, right? It's not. It's not one of these. Him. We're going to be free of pen flinger, and we're not free of him anymore. <laughs> we are not, but like at least, <laughs> at least pen flinger is very specific in its use case now, and it's not yes. like the ultimate flex card, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a loser less frequently now. So like I'm, I'm all about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm still a loser the same amount, but you know, nobody's pointing it out. I'm a loser baby. So why don't you flame me? Yeah. Um, Do you want to know how old that song is Garrett? Do you want to know how old that song is? It doesn't matter. Everything I listen to that isn't post Malone is ancient. Um, 1994. Oh my God. Seven years old. Oof. Oof. Uh, good year dookie came i heard out that, that song year. on the radio yeah yes yeah it's good year. i still remember that song on the radio because the radio plays the same shit i was listening to when i worked in the kitchen <laughs> when i was a teenager um but anyways. so anyways to challenge one thing you said i don't think i'm the only person but i will say this the limiting factor on on hearthstone right now for me is how much time i have in a day i want to play more than i can i still am digging constructed 
I'm enjoying Constructed. I think that it's fun right now. I think it's interesting. The difference is I love the gameplay. I don't scroll lists of decks and see any that jump out at me all that quickly. And that's the thing that I feel is definitely missing from this expansion. It's a lot of classic archetypes and a lot of things that we've seen before in different forms, but similar archetypes. So I'm not. I think I you really yeah. you hit the like my feelings that nail on the head there because I have the same problem right now. Is I keep looking at stuff and I'm like, I don't really feel like playing that. I feel like I've played a lot of that with like yeah. every class and every deck, and I'm just like, man, there's got to be something else, right? <laughs> it's to get you through this. Yeah, <laughs> baby, baby. Now we're singing a different '90s song. Um, but you know, okay, there is one class and deck that I think is really fun that I know you haven't tried. Uh, you're gonna say some stupid demon hunter something, and I'm just gonna cry. <laughs> It they're only a year old hat. Of course, their stuff is new. <laughs> but their stuff is balanced. New to even demon hunters. Yeah. <laughs> but their stuff is balanced. And, and yeah, you're absolutely right. Death Rattle is a very new archetype to the very new, relatively speaking, class. Yeah. And one of their cards was buffed, which is quite the segue to scroll down further this page. Here How many thing. do you need to put in the grave while laughing before <laughs> you are ready to play it yourself? It'll never happen, Garrett. They don't exist to me. <laughs> it has been like a year of me going, oh, good, a demon hunter. I can't wait to destroy you. Like, <laughs> like uh, yeah, I uh, just, just, but you're still seeing them see play. So my mission's not done okay, yet. Okay, but you like, <laughs> all right, it has Hunter in the name and it's death rattles. This is like 90% of things you have enjoyed in the past. All I need to add in is what, like freeze and mage, and then we're there. <laughs> If you can get freeze mage and a death battle demon hunter, I'd be very impressed. Hey, listen. If you can find some freeze effects and work them into demon hunter, then we'll talk. Sure. You can play frozen shadow weaver and you can play mage hunter. That's freeze and mage. There there you go. Just put that into your death battle demon hunter. It will make it objectively worse. But if it gets you over the hump and trying this archetype, then I I call it a success. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I think, I think my problem is right. My personal, my personal, uh, boredom comes from I, I really just want like a, a reliable deck grinder and the only other deck right now that I'm interested in is this miracle pre situation and I, I don't want my games to go that long and I don't want to think that hard when I'm just trying <laughs> to like drink my morning coffee and grind ladder I keep looking at miracle priest going I kind of want to learn that that looks like it could be kind of neat but also I can't think and play that fast I'm too old now <laughs> that deck is beyond me <laughs> Even when I'm winning with that deck, it feels like I'm losing until they concede. Yeah. And then you're just yeah. like, okay, that's awesome. I call, I call it the treadmill effect. Yeah. Any, any sort of cardio. It's just like, I, I know I know, I should be doing this, but I'm exhausted. Everything hurts. And my body's telling me I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. And also I'm the thing about Miracle Priest. Everything hurts. Accurate. It, most of the time when you feel like you're losing with Miracle Priest, that is true. You are probably losing, except sometimes you feel that way and then they stop playing. And that's <laughs> it's, it's very satisfying ending states. Unsatisfying. Well, we we haven't talked about the buffs. Uh shall we? Shall we shall we yeah, wrap they're it? They're like they're like nine and a half here. 
Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to rapid do the same as for rapid fire through before we can kind of talk about what interests us. But uh, Razor Boar for Demon Hunters went from a 2 2 up to a 3 2. That plays through that Death Rattle Demon Hunter. Uh, the Dark Inquisitor, Zanesh, went from uh, what happened to. Oh, no, it's uh, it's now reduces it's the cost change. of yeah, corrupt and corrupted cards in your hand and deck before it only. This is, this is the half, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, used to only do corrupt cards. Now it's good. It, it should have done. It's a legendary card. This is how it should have worked. In my opinion. I like this change. Uh, the change I am, of course, the most excited for unbent elemental went from a, uh, a two, four to a three, four. I'm not doing a bit by the way. I'm legitimately excited about unbound <laughs> elemental getting buffed. This is one of my first next to manatee totem. This is like the closest thing I have to a first love in Hearthstone. Mm. I can see that. Manatide, really? Interesting. I had only been playing Magic for about two years. I I, I got into Magic um, way, way late. Yeah. And so to me, starting Hearthstone, playing the Hearthstone beta, I think I got into like the second week. I looked at Shaman and I went, wait, you have a card that just draws cards? This is clearly the best class in the game. Um, and that is all it took to get me to play nothing but Shaman. Um, and I believe I stole an Artosis list. That ran Manatide, Stormforged Axe, and Unbound Elemental. Hearthstone is so that? old, I was still doing a StarCraft podcast when I started the Angry Chicken. <laughs> StarCraft 1. Yes. Hearthstone is so old that Artanis was our first world champion. A lot of people forget. Artosis, Artosis. not Artanis. Artosis, not Artanis. Within yeah, the game you were talking about. There you yeah. go. Yes. <laughs> At least I didn't say tastosis because to yes, me, a lot, a lot of people forget about the first world championship. Yep. Uh, yes. Anyways, titles. I really liked how we beat Tassadar in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, title search. Uh, still talking shaman here. Went from four to three mana. Lily Pad Lurker, a card I was really, really excited about during the uh, preview the season. Uh, went from a four five to a five six. Shaman is still terrible, by the way. Post this patch, yeah. Um, into Warlock Fiendish Circle went from four mana to three mana. Uh, still in Warlock Deck of Chaos went from six mana to five mana. Uh, Whirling Combatant in Warrior went from a two six to a three six. Bringing one more attack on it. Shield Maiden still in Warrior went from six to five mana. So Shaman not the only class. Looking at old cards getting buffed. And then finally, Nazoth, God of the Deep, uh, shaved one man off its cost. It's now a nine mana card. And uh, Hat, you you pointed me out of interesting new Paladin. Uh, new in quotations, it still feels pretty similar, except for the fact that it runs Nazoth, God of the Deep. That The Paladin list that I sent you from Cheesehead, um, it's got a lot of interesting card choices. It does run Nazoth. Um, it's a secret paladin that also runs safety inspector so that you can shuffle your secrets back in and draw a card. And you've got so much beef. Look at all the beef in here. You've got Kazakas. <laughs> Do you like got, beef? <laughs> right? It is and what's so for dinner. Carousel Griffin. Carousel Griffin, that's your mech. And it, it's, if you corrupt it, you get a five mana 88 with taunt and divine shield. That's big. You've got Hammer the Nara, which makes a 6-6 six, six elemental. That's your elemental. You got Alex Raza and Ysera for double your dragon needs. And you got double Murloc, dragon. So you got Red Skill Dragon Tamer. That's a Murloc. You can get that back. And then Venomous Scorpion's a beast. You get you get back just in case that wasn't enough. You get a 1-3 poison free of charge. It's uh there's a lot going on here. Um and you just get to play like giant crap all game. I don't know. 
It's fun. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And yet I still started my game with first day of school and night of anointment in my hand and went, Hmm, is it different? And it, yeah, the longer the game goes, the more you realize, <laughs> Oh, this is, this is quite different. This is quite different. Yes. Is, is, is anyone else tired of venomous scorpid? Yeah, a little bit. I feel like it hasn't been ubiquitous for long, but it, it, it feels like it's been longer than it actually has been that I've been watching this card come down uh, on both sides of the board. I can't yeah, wait that's for always going to be. Sorry, go ahead. Hat. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say that's always going to be the problem when you've got neutral cards, right? Is that if they're if they're too good and they're too relevant in the meta, you're going to see them find their way into every deck. It's the same with weapon hate. And I mean, the crabs way back in the day. <laughs> but like uh, venomous scorpion is not a card that is strong enough to see play in a five set or six set meta. Like that's not a card that you you would see if that was around in Skolomance. People like nice one, three kill you. And <laughs> I imagine that as we get more relevant class cards, both in the mini set and in the next expansion that the neutrals that we're seeing right now will get outclassed pretty quickly, which I think is probably the design. And you can fall back on Scorpid if you need to, if your deck isn't like isn't quite finished or you're reaching a little bit or you want the value. And like it's kind of nice that the body is is matters. But as removal gets better and, and weapons get better, um, I bet that it'll fall out of lists in a couple months. But that's a long time from now. Yeah. So with other than the mention of this of this paladin list, which I'll uh, remind me to add to the end of the notes here, um, was was there any other card in the buffs that has made a splash besides Nazoth? Uh, Tidal Surge actually it makes quite a quite a splash. It's very moist. There's a lot of water. Involved. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I while I while I commend your 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 joke, your, you put me in a weird position because now I want to commend your jokiness, but I also want to slap back down with. But you'd have to play Shaman. And you can't play Shaman right now if your goal is to win. That's true. And it depends really what your goals are when you're looking at this patch. I do think the meta is different, mostly because specifically Crab Riders Change has really adjusted what your early game has to look like. Because before, if you could not deal with a Crab Rider on turn two, that would then be buffed, then you would just die. And so you had to play a deck that could deal with that. You don't have to do that right now, so there's definitely a lot of different options available. And now your defining factor is, what do I do about a Librum of Hope? Now, it's the same class most of the time for both of those, but you have to have an answer for Librum of Hope, but that's much later in the game. You can do other stuff in the mid-game. Um, the most relevant changes to standard from these are really only a couple of them, Razor Boar and Nazoth. Um, there are a couple Control Warrior decks that are playing Shield Maiden cards. Very good. A lot of these cards are good. They just don't have decks. But you don't want these to make decks because if you have a deck that's not good enough, and you say, okay, we're going to buff some specific cards until those decks are good enough, well, then it's like in Cantor Slow. Either you draw the really busted card and you win, or you don't and you lose. That's not better. It's not an improvement. And a lot of these cards are, are good enough just in decks that aren't. Fiendish Circle, it's in, in top 300 America's Legend this week. I have killed people on turn five with a Shaman. I have activated Ritual of Doom on turn three on my Fiendish Circle, made a 5-5, got a concession on turn five when I played some Flesh Giants. Uh, I have played Shield Maidens. Uh, I have cast Deck of Chaos for Carnival Clowns, which become four <laughs> mana nine fours, which become very easy to corrupt. 
Now, these are not necessarily game-winning strategies, but they're close to good enough or actually good enough. You can do these things. But the meta strategies are going to be a little bit more streamlined. Nazoth, you can actually play. It's really good with animated broomstick now. Quite the combination. You can squeeze that in. And it's seeing play in a bunch of different decks that are being tested out. We have a bunch of refined deck lists from before the patch that were really good. People switch back to those. They're still doing just fine. Uh, not as much experimentation. But Nazoth is definitely a part of the meta in a way that is yet to be sussed out exactly. But I think that we'll see him in, in lists, especially in Grandmasters lists this upcoming week. Because last week, they were playing with like less than 24 hours of, of prep time. Yeah, um, yeah. And then Life, or, uh, Death Rattle Demon Hunter, like that's a, that's a thing now. That is a real thing. It was getting close to being a real deck even before the Razorboard buff. And again, most importantly, Fast Paladin went away. Slow Paladin's still kind of a problem, but Fast Paladin was the real issue, and that shrunk a lot. So you can play Death Rattle Demon Hunter now, and Razorboard's an annoying threat. And uh, the the nesting doll thing that Death Rattle Demon Hunter does where when you kill their thing, it's not dead, makes it really hard for control decks to keep up. There's definitely something going on there, and then you still top it at Illidar Inquisitor, which is quite the card. So, yeah. I have yet to run into one post patch, but having run into enough pre patch, I fear the nesting doll. It's yeah. And also, Nizoth brings back <sighs> Eldar are... Inquisitor, and you can hero power with the one mana left over and go face. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just mentioning that. <laughs> Do with that info what you will. Uh, you guys are man. You're talking me into playing this deck and I hate it a little bit because I literally have like four Demon Hunter games ever in the history of my account and I just I looked at it and I'm like I haven't even leveled it up yet that's how little I've played it it's still like level 20 or whatever it starts it's at next, and I'm like it's your next mountain to climb. <sighs> I know I, I know listen I'm not okay cur- currently currently we'll see what happens next week i'm not currently playing death rattle <laughs> demon hunter but i knowing the types of decks that you have historically taken a shine to i think death rattle demon hunter checks a lot of the boxes i That's know all it saying. does and the we, more i hear you guys talk about it i'm like oh, i think i might like this who am i okay oh <laughs> no i might like this is like this is the, i'm sorry i've been on anecdote fire the, um Oh I started, I started listening. Analogy? I'm not ready for this. No, no, I was just <laughs> emotionally prepared. Uh, it's, it came up on the morning stream this morning, so uh, it's in my mind. Um, I started listening to uh, Post Malone ironically and then found myself loving his music. So <laughs> uh, it was like, oh no, I like it. I like an artist who has used auto tune. Oh God, what, you're, what you're saying is, oh no, I might enjoy this experience that's wonderful <laughs> that is the best case scenario for literally every unknown in this life <laughs> i know my chat rooms are being me a new one right now too and i deserve it it just no, oh it's, man it's not about to serve it's a hurdle we want it's a hurdle happiness listen it's just you take a little bit of savannah high main and you take a little bit of pirate warrior and you mash them together and you which see i loved I, both of those things okay so what we have to do is we have to co up this when you're drunk enough to think the cards are red and will be fine. <laughs> Not a terrible strategy. And then I wake up the next morning and roll over. Oh, you were a demon hunter. Oh. You wake up and you're holding a skull of Gul'dan. What did I do? No. And then you wake up in an alternate timeline. Speaking of being drunk enough, I was just delivered an old fashioned. Uh, jealous. <laughs> yeah, Wake okay. up and you have golden Illidan. Oh my god. 
<laughs> Never. Golden Arana. Mm. Golden Arana. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, overall, I think um, they made some good changes. I'm stoked on Lilypad Lurker. I just want to see it see play because it is my favorite art from this set. I love that little adorable frog that's stuck in the middle of the elemental. <laughs> it's the cutest card in the set. It's it's perfect. <laughs> and I played with that card now. He big. Five yeah. six is five six is like, a lot. <laughs> uh, five six for a vile spine hexer like is enormous. And so there's gonna be a point where they print enough elementals that we can justify playing elemental shaman. And then you'll play this on curve and be like, this doesn't feel fair. I hex their thing, and this guy is enormous. I can't mm-hmm. wait. I want that to be. If I like, if, if any prickliness today is really stemming from that. Like I saw these shaman buffs and yeah. I got excited, and it's not even close to enough. But Alex tweet really gives me hope mm-hmm. uh, I, I think i think i might just be a bit of an alec fanboy at this point i don't know i just kind of trust the man <laughs> I mean, who I, isn't we have meetings like it's <laughs> okay all right cool cool is there it's the last episode of coin concede was titled follow alex twitter like that, that is the breaking source for our show news now <laughs> i saw that pop up on my on my podcatcher i was like oh, okay. oh i know yep all right I know what this episode, where this episode's going to go. <laughs> but yeah, I think if you're uh, if you're interested in in more thoughts, definitely do go and and follow follow Alec over on Twitter, and also go and check out uh, Tiago's Twitter thread on just uh, kind of usage of stats, usage of of HS replay stats in general. And uh, yeah, go go and check out those. We have links in our show notes. Uh, but guys, we got some battlegrounds changes to talk about too. Did you just segue the show? That's my job. Yeah, How sure dare did. you? Great job. <laughs> I was drinking. I know. Have a good battle, friend. We ain't done with patch 20.2.2 yet because we've got battlegrounds changes. Uh, and I've just been playing a lot of battlegrounds. Luck- luckily, when. I almost said, luckily, not in the Invitational. I still would have loved, even if I had gotten last place, it would have been wonderful to be a part of that Invitational. Anyway, um, just trying to tie it into... Luckily, not on camera. We can say that. Luckily, not on camera. Yeah. Luckily, your experimentation with the new patch was not televised. Correct. I actually... (laughs) I hadn't had a first in a while. My first game back was a first place. I was like, I love this patch. It's clearly great. (laughs) It's the best patch ever. It's wonderful. Yeah. Our internal show host Discord, which I can say because I'm a host in this show now, yeah, um, <laughs> is uh, you could tell our like our initial Rorschach test of this patch was based on the first three games, and uh, Joss was like, oh yeah, I, I don't mean to call you out, Joss. I don't. No, no, go but ahead, call I me out. I <laughs> think this illustrates very clearly uh, the feelings that come with any new experience is based on the immediate impression, and just like I fit in three battlegrounds, my lunch break. I'm like, wow, that's that's fast. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's bad. like how uh, either your lunch break is really long or you had a very poor experience. Very poor experience. My brain didn't yeah. connect that to an, and I just immediately went to how did you fit three games into your lunch break? And then, yeah, yeah. I, am I just? I, I think I doesn't have a lot of empathy, you guys. Am I just like res- resigning my? Am I c- growing into the lovable idiot on the show? Because I kind of feel like that, just minus the lovable part. <laughs> Is that the archetype that I'm fulfilling now? Uh, It wasn't wasn't too bad, honestly. It just, it was the kind of thing where um, 
I had a I had a few games of Battlegrounds, and I think that was actually the day after the patch had come out because I had played the previous evening as well, and I still felt like, and I, I think this is stemming more so from the fact that Quillbores are in every lobby right now, which I think is the thing I have a, a bigger problem with than the Quillbores themselves because it makes my lobbies feel very samey. So when I get down to the last few people left in the lobby, the... It, war bands are kind of predictable <laughs> and you see so much of quill bores and it's a new thing and people are forcing quill bores. So then, you know, it just, it has a lot of like sameness feel and you don't get the variety that you do, you know, before they put a new minion type into the battleground. So I think that was more where stuff was coming from is it felt like either you were using quill bores or not even necessarily quill bores themselves, but like one or two quill bores with their blood gem synergies alongside a couple of amalgams and maybe like a, a cleaver, whether that was mechs or beasts, depending on what was in your lobby. And it's like everyone was kind of doing the same sort of thing. And uh, I think it, we've had this situation in Battlegrounds before. And uh, yeah, Quill Boars were just, you know, crazy powerful when they came out. I'm glad that they saw some some nerfs, some changes, but um, and quicker I still than post-patch. Yeah, much, much quicker. Absolutely. Um, I just felt like um, post patch, it wasn't um, as varied. Now I haven't played Battlegrounds in a couple of days. So maybe now that things have kind of um, like settled out after the patch that maybe we will see some different strategies. But um, yeah, for for me, I, I got a little bit put off, which is why I was like dipping my toe back and constructed again, I, I, <laughs> which is still nice that we have two or I have two modes. Everyone else probably has more modes, but I have two things that I like to be competitive in and know what's going on and I can kind of go back and forth. So, yeah, yeah, I just I haven't I haven't gone back again <laughs> after a couple of days off Battlegrounds. Yeah, I, I don't really want to rapid fire run through all of these changes because I think there's too many for it to be useful. I would, I would assume the majority of our listeners have seen these changes. Um, if we talk to talk about any one change in, in particular, we'll call out the change that was made. Um, but I would like to just kind of have a talk about where it was and where, where it has ended up. Um, cause I, I don't think you're wrong at all, Joss. I mean, we got into it a little bit last week with Slissa, um, when we weren't just having our minds blown by wonderful, uh, knowledge that led me to even more wins. Um, I did really well. <laughs> uh, I think overall I only had like single digit sub fourth place finishes in the first week with Quillbores. Um, not that I play a ton. I'm not a full-time streamer or anything, but you know, I played more than my average share of battlegrounds games. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, coming in under 10 sub sub fourth places is that's a good, ooh, that's a good week. That feels good. <laughs> I feel like a champion at the end of that week. Um, you know, I listened to that episode cause I don't get to listen to new angry chickens all that often anymore. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, that's Lissa. She's good at battlegrounds. That she, she is. That yeah. Yeah. I, I think she's, she's got some, uh, She's got a chance. She could, she could go far. You know, uh, <laughs> my favorite esports team in the history of esports should probably pick her up. <laughs> the only esports team I own a hoodie that from have already happened. <laughs> yeah, my only the only esports team I own a hoodie from. And that hoodie's pretty grody because I've owned it since Wings of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, yeah. Listeners, we're doing a bit like Josh said. With these are go team liquid. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, some of the the earlier stuff very much like got um, health or attack or both changed, uh, decreased. And so it kind of weakened them in the beginning because they were just when they first came out, they were strong all the way through. Right. Like there was kind of like no point in the game where your options were bad with Quillbore. Like we talked with Slissa, um, that maybe five drops were the point where they were the weakest. But then it was just kind of like, eh, you just go to five and triple to six and then you're fine. <laughs> and then you can kind of pick up those fives that you got to go with the pieces that you picked up from tier six. And the, and it like it was it wasn't weak by any stretch of the imagination. So yeah. um, they did get a little bit weaker kind of in the early slash mid game, which is good, but not too much weaker. And blood gems in general, which did not see a change. We saw changes to all the minions, but the, the core of how blood gems are and how they work uh, wasn't actually changed at all. So um, all of that still works. Blood gems still work in on every tribe and everything else. So, I mean, that's all still the same. It was just changes to minions for the most part. Yeah, I I, I, I really like, I think we mentioned this last week, or I mentioned this last week, that I'm pretty sure Quillbore is like my favorite tribe design in the history of the, of, of the game mode. Um, and I stand by that. And I think a lot of that comes down to, it's really, I think, the design of blood gems and blood gem synergistic minions is probably my favorite thing to happen to battlegrounds in a while. It's just kind of my overall favorite design because uh, you know, when Ellie's came it's elementals impact and pirates impact uh, on the menagerie game was really freaking minor, like really, really mm -hmm. minor. When you think about how menagerie played into elementals or pirates, I really just think about, Eventually, I want a poisonous amalgam to add to my elemental or my pirates board, not because it's actually playing. I, I'm not thinking of a menagerie board that utilizes right. those those, uh, those those tribes very well. Um, but quill board just like this is a whole new standard of of kind of elevating and really playing to menagerie strengths. Um, and it really, to me, it comes down to blood gems. So I think it is, it does come down to blood gems. And so I'm really glad that they didn't decide to go with, eh, blood gems are just going to be plus one attack. We're going to, we're going to nix that health out of there. Cause you know, again, it's Hearthstone. We're dealing with whole numbers. Yeah. What the hell are we going to do with plus one plus one? Like there's only two places you can reduce impact, uh, with that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm glad that we didn't, we didn't go with some kind of sweeping change to, to blood gems. So, um, yeah. And then, and then, you know, blood gems aside, cool bore as a whole, as I mentioned last week, there, there were what roughly three different ways you could do quill bore builds, not including menagerie that were pretty damn good. That's mm -hmm. incredible. I think that's a really good accomplishment. And I, I, I hope that not only future major additions to battlegrounds can kind of live up to that standard, but also we can work at working on, uh, work at improving the existing, kind of a suite of, of, of minion types to get them up to that level. Cause it's really interesting. I really like that about it. And, uh, I've never had more fun. Uh, I think as I, as I did in this opening week with cool uh, compared to say pirates or elementals, you know, any of these major minion type uh, additions in, in the past, because it felt like there was kind of one way to build pirates when they came out. In fact, they were just unimpactful. And uh, the same went for, for elementals and I'm forgetting dragons. Thank you. Chat room dragons is the other <laughs> one. It felt like there was really only one way to build them effectively when they first released. Um, but 
there is going to be an inherent homogenization, I think, of the Battlegrounds meta upon the release of a new minion type because they are going to be in every single lobby. And when I think about the history of all of those different types of major releases that we had, Quillbore stands heads and toes above the rest, I think, in terms of how successful it was, how interesting it was to it was and still is to draft. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I just kind of want to gush about Quillbores, and I think I set my piece. <laughs> well, I think chat room is bringing up an interesting point, um, basically talking about how the introduction of these new minion types is uh, kind of shining a spotlight on some of the the different minion types that we've had since kind of the inception of Battlegrounds. And it brings up an interesting question or, or thought piece is we've seen heroes that have kind of rotated in and out as meta has changed and, and as they either work too well or not at all. And we haven't actually seen a minion type rotate out and be reworked. Do you guys think that that's maybe something that we could either expect or that maybe we could be hoping for in the near future of battlegrounds. Cause it feels like we've now got three minion types that are going to be absent from each lobby. I think um, we had enough varied lobbies in when the, like before Quillbores came out in the, in the previous patch where we could, you know, having just those two minion types rotate out gave enough randomness to, to make the lobbies feel different enough that I think it was healthy for the game. Um, so if we lost a minion type completely for a rework right now, I think that would still feel okay. Like, I don't think it would feel like we were losing too much. It would, you know, be acceptable, (laughs) I guess, within the current landscape of battlegrounds. Do you think it's time the team pulls out a minion type and gives them a rework like Murlocs, Beast, Mechs, those also pulled a lot from existing Hearthstone, right? Like they they stayed very true to the cards that we had in Constructed because that's what Battlegrounds was originally built off of versus some yeah. of the newer tribes that have Battleground-specific minions. In Quillbore's case, they're all Battleground-specific. Yeah. Um, the I, one Constructed card that we had got yanked from the minion pool. So it's, uh, yeah, I think that maybe some of those older minion types could could take a rework. I give me a moment to pick my brain off the floor. Cause I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, I think with Quillbore, I think you do. You, you, it's. They need to start demons from the ground up. I don't know what you can do with demons, mm. but demons need a lot of help because uh, every time demons has been good, they've had to like nerf it pretty fast. Floating watcher demons was absurd. Um, and then they tried to make it kind of the mid range comp, but then nobody cares about your mid game. They just level and kill you. Uh, and there's just not really all that much going on there. Uh, you know, you can be juggler demons kind of, and then be okay until tier four halfway through that. And then you're all, you're done and you can't really do the big demons thing. I can see that. Funny enough. I I think elementals also like almost need the same kind of help because like both demons and elementals, like what do they do? They scale. Well, guess what? Quillbores scale better. And there's a couple different ways to build them where they scale better. But well, demons hurt you, right? Yeah. Like elementals are kind of okay, but demons actively deal damage to you if you're trying to build up big demons. And with people able to outscale you with Quillbore and then deal, you know, 15 to 20 damage in a turn, they're probably just going to straight up kill you. That's <laughs> because, a good point. You know, like, just, you've already yeah. hurt yourself so much. That is fair. The conceit, <laughs> they're just dealing the death blow. <laughs> the, conceit, the conceit of demons, which is like this early game uh, bet, that you will cash in and it, 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 like you will you will bet your own health to cash in mm-hmm. on scaling that will stand the test of time 
late game so you can turn it off with Malganus later on, doesn't work anymore. It's yeah. not good enough. The scaling isn't good enough. Uh, it can be, but as you mentioned, Hat, when it's been good enough in the past, the nerfs came fast and the nerfs came hard. <laughs> so it's it's an interesting thought. I don't know that I want every single minion type to be as flexible or have as many compositional pathways that can head down as Quillbore. I think to a certain I degree, think I think Murlocs might be impossible task <laughs> to a certain degree. And also yeah. if yeah. Quillbores are this flexible, they just need to get worse because you need to make it on par with other minions. It's the best thing to do with Quillbores right now, I think, is just be menagerie with mostly Quillbores of you just get Agam, Thorn, Curse, and Flat Tusk. And then whatever else you have, it doesn't matter. It's way better than Light Fang. You can just play whatever you want and then just buff a million times. And I like Blood Gems because more game actions is more fun than less game actions, regardless mm-hmm. of how overflowing my hand gets when I try and do Hogger and Flat Tusk. You can't do that. Like, it's you can try and try and keep up. I'm not very good at it, but I enjoy the attempt. But Quillbores are still just really strong. They didn't nerf Bristleback, which is still a crazy card that reminds me of Holy Mackerel, if you remember that one way back in the day. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. Like, this patch is interesting because you think about dragons were bad when they were first launched. Really, really bad. Um, And that was the patch where Holy Mackerel came in. And then we just put poison on that thing and got two of them. And, like, that was the end of the game. Um, (laughs) And then pirates were pirates have never been good, I think. Pirates have been bad since they launched. They buffed them like four times, and they're still like questionable, except for Eliza. Uh, um, Exodia felt like they were Exodia super Pirates. powerful yeah. when they came out, but they really weren't. They no. were at the bottom bait just replay the whole time. Um, yeah. like Pirate Exodia is still a thing. Eliza's really good now, um, and like it's been interesting as well. Pirates came out without an amalgam in the format. They printed Amalgadon after Pirates were released, but they learned. And this is something that I don't know how to solve. And the biggest problem that Battlegrounds faces right now is that if you don't have the keywords Divine Shield or Poison in your tribe, your tribe sucks. Um, and so Amalgadon lets everybody do it, but that means that everybody has to do it. And something that we talked about way at the beginning of the show, if the format comes down to Poison, Selfless Hero, Rivendare, something is wrong. Because that was how we beat Elementals in the very beginning, and it's how a lot of people are beating Quillbores now. And what we're talking about is Quillbores are flexible. You can do all sorts of stuff with them. The other tribes can't do that. You got to be with Divine Shield and Poison. That's a balance issue. It's, they're not done. And they know they're not done. We know they're not done. They're still really strong. I think that you can scale if you are the one person in the lobby that hits Caligos or hits Little Rag or hits Nomi early. And everyone else is trying to fight over Quillbores and they don't notice what you're doing. Or I can still do that with Murlocs too. And I've lost to that person a bunch of times. Especially if they get Jandis or Mayav. Um, but... That shouldn't be how the format goes, and that means then when it goes to Quillbore or not in every lobby, then I'm curious to see how the format plays out and how different lobbies play out. But I think Quillbores are still not reined in quite enough, because if they can still do this well after nine cards are nerfed, and everybody (laughs) is forcing them in every lobby, they're still just a little too good. So we just we just bring him back a little, and that's okay. And it might be the blood gem mechanic, or it might be the stats of the quillbores themselves again, or what they do. You can make these cards bad if you try, and they mm-hmm. don't want them to be bad. And I don't want them to be bad because I agree with Garrett. Quillbores are fun, but they can't be the best thing to do when everyone is trying to do them. And they can't if they are that good at withstanding 
four or five people in the lobby trying the same strategy and you will still win with that strategy, rein them in. Make I, them a little I worse. don't think we're there anymore with Quobor. I think we were at launch. Uh, it seems like the other minion types are starting to regain their ground. I've had success with beasts uh, and I have seen other people have success now. with beasts, which, <laughs> yeah. yeah, is, is, but look I at the popularity nobody. rates we have. So we have HS replay up on the screen. And this is the thing about stats. That's really important to note. Dragons is first place with an average finish of 4.16, but the popularity is only 5.8%. It doesn't show you how many people died before they pivoted dragons. These are the people that tripled into Cali and won. And so that means if you didn't triple into Cali, you're not dragons and you're not counted in this percentage. Excuse me, so sir. The typical stone. final board is showing two non-golden Callies, not a triple <laughs> Cali. So. No, you triple into Cali. You don't triple a Cali. Oh, it's, okay. Yes. Sorry. My, so my mistake. <laughs> yeah, that that's. And then you pivot. Yes. Yeah. It's it. I find popularity I, is misunderstood pretty frequently, right? Like a lot of people look at that and go, "Oh, the only only almost six percent of the player base at top twenty percent, which is MMR five thousand plus, uh, are going for dragon." No, 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 no. no. That means is like less than six percent of the population were lucky enough to find Caligos and make an end game dragon board that was even even had the hope of winning. Uh, well, and the other like asterisks that you have to put next to popularity, especially right after a minion type launches, is that Quobor are in every lobby, so they can be picked and they can win every lobby. Not all the other, and I guess Menagerie too has that same sort of asterisk next to it because you can build a Menagerie build in every lobby. You can't do yep. that with the other with the other minion types. So I do feel like those um, like uh, popularity stats are going to be a little bit skewed right now because of, because of those reasons, just, it is always there. So it's, it always has a chance to win. Um, but yeah, I think that, um, oh, I had another point. Oh, what was it going to be? Oh, I know what it was. Uh, it was going to be about blood gems again, which I know I feel like I'm harping on it a little bit, but <laughs> I do feel like probably, at least in my experience, the biggest problem with blood gems that kind of feeds into what Hat was saying, where multiple people in the lobby, four, sometimes five, can force this same quill bore slash blood gems or blood gems can make other things bigger and can make things good, is that a lot of the blood gem generators are like there's three of them that I can think of off the top of my head that are battle cries, give you a blood gem and then you throw it back in the pool and then somebody else can get it and they're throwing theirs back in the pool. There's the one that you can uh, play and sell and get two. There's the one that you play and it gives you one and then there's one that you play and it gives you one, but also death rattles if it stays on your board. So that's a lot of things that are getting and kind of the reason why elementals was able to be played by so many people as well, that you want to cycle your elementals too. And quill bores with the blood gems have that kind of cycle mechanic. That means they're going to be more available in the pool. They're not like meant to be played on your board and stay on your board. So they don't get like sucked out of the pool. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. There's, and this is why I, I guess maybe, if I'm going to focus conversation on anything for the, <laughs> um, when I'm talking about let's shore up some of the other minion types so that they have more than one Avenue to an end game board. I'm going to focus on beasts, uh, because beasts, we used to go down the mama bear route and that had a similar play style. Cause at a certain point you're like, well, shit, I found my mama bear. 
<laughs> I guess I need to throw my beast back and hope I find them again so that I can get the mama bear buff back on them so they're actually worth still being on my board. Mama bear ain't cutting it anymore, but then, then you had one more you know, mini type in the pool that had that kind of play. And I think that's something that's really unique. I don't think it's inherently bad. Uh, I think it's really interesting and it's really cool design to have a draft game like Battlegrounds incentivize you to get permanent value from something you're not keeping. And that's what Blood Gems allows. Uh, and the elemental example you gave as well. Beast, not so much, because you're throwing it back, hope you can find it again so that you can then keep it on your board again, but now with a larger return on your investment because you're getting the buffs from, from Mama Bear. Um, it's all just, I don't know, I, you can't tell. I, I find this fascinating. <laughs> just, yeah. it's, it's a hard problem to solve for sure. I just think it's, it's one more factor that's making it so that um, more than other minion types, you can kind of force down that blood gem route because you can get one or two that involve you playing blood gems on them. And then there's lots of the, and plus they're all low tier, right? So it's easier to find them. There's more in the pool. They keep getting thrown back in the pool. So you have this constant like cycling generation that can be sent around to, you know, different players in the pool who all might've only found one or two things that you want to there that get a benefit one or two quill boards to get a benefit from playing a blood gem on them. But you know, that's all you need if you can constantly create the thing that they need. Buff demons, buff mechs. <laughs> I, yeah. I like where Murlocs are at. I like, cause like, I feel like the second Murlocs can scale to the, even close to anyone else. It's like, they're going to start winning. If they start value trading and they got poisonous, it's the end of days all over again. They may as well have divine shield. If they survive one attack with poisonous, um, Make a Divine Shield pirate and call it Holy Diver in honor of Ronnie James Dio. You know, Dio. I know I Dio, but not well enough okay, to understand the very specific <laughs> reference. Holy, Holy Diver is a, a notable. It's all of you boomers out there in the chat. You all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Most, too young to get a reference. <laughs> most of my Dio knowledge is solely, it, it solely comes from Tenacious D songs. So. Um, I saw Dio. He played Motorhead open the show. Then Dio was second. And then Iron Maiden was the headliner. You didn't have to flex show. that hard. I was, it was a while ago. I was ago. like, I I, up flex. until you said Iron Maiden uh, and show, I still didn't know exactly what we were talking about. Like, could have been a car, could have been a, like a, a band, could have been a movie, could have been an actor. I, I, I can no tell idea. you for sure, Josh. I will never bring up cars in a way that makes any sense to anybody. And the one time Garrett wasn't on the show, I pretended to be him by talking about Honda Supras, which I've been informed afterwards are not a thing. Uh, okay, so I listened to that episode and I figured you were doing a bit. You legitimately thought a Honda Supra was a was a combination of manufacturer and car model. I knew that they were both car words, so I put them together to be funny. You were so close. You at least got a Japanese manufacturer with a Japanese model, but you you, you got the wrong. Yeah, yeah. That um, made it funnier. Next time, if you it, still providing material to this very moment. Okay, so we're we're, we're winding down on the conversation. Um, I will say next time. Uh, say if you want to be the the funniest car guy in the room, say BMW Supra, and all the car people will think you're the funniest person on earth. Uh, I won't explain why. The seven people listening who like Hearthstone and cars are currently going, <laughs> Garrett, you jerk. I'm so sick of those memes. Um, <laughs> anyways, 
to close in oh, on no. the to Are close we going out, into car memes? No, no, no. It, it's it's um, I don't know if it's more sexist than you think or just as sexist as you expect it to be. I wasn't expecting any sexism, so you can explain it to me in the post show, and I'm sure you'll explain to there me why go. this is there funny. You go. And then also in the post show, remind me to flex on you concert wise, but it's going to be like mall emo flexing, not like legendary metal flexing. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get what you're talking about. Cool. Delightful. Uh, I like this patch. I like it overall. I think Battlegrounds is heading in a more healthy direction. <laughs> like I said, for me, my barometer is like, can you win with beasts? And you can. That's that's like my sign of a somewhat healthy Battlegrounds meta. I, you can win <laughs> with... It always comes down to the beasts. <laughs> you can win with beasts. And I do think that when Quillbore are no longer a like a guaranteed show up in the in the lobby... Things are going to get real interesting. And all of us who are like, I love Menagerie, we're going to have to start thinking again. And I'm afraid for that day. <laughs> I'm pretty stoked about when Colbors are no longer in every lobby. That's probably when I'm going to come back and start playing Battlegrounds to the same level that I was before. <laughs> yeah. I, Which is fine because I got constructed yeah. now. Overall, I'm doing well. And I think that's playing to my positive reaction to all of this. I did, I did horrible when elementals were added. Uh, simultaneously, I think that's, you know, by no correlation, I think Elemental's launch was the worst thing that ever happened to Battlegrounds. <laughs> um, yeah, no correlation there whatsoever. I do Definitely think it's correlated. Nothing to be learned from that. <laughs> I, I do think it's correlated between uh, Elemental's launching and the amount of damn time it took for them to do anything about how overpowered they were. Mm. That is my my serious, my serious crumble. Whatever. It, it, is, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, in the long history of mini type launches, I really like Quill Bars. I like this patch. Yes, we still need some tuning, but overall, I think Battlegrounds is a healthy place. Yeah, I'd rather aim for this. Like when it was Pirates and, I, and we kept trying to play Pirates and then every time we play Pirates and we just die in eighth and be like, well, I just want to play Pirates. I'd rather not that. And I'd rather, you know, so we can play this and we can have fun. And then sometimes we lose, but usually we win. And then they rain it in a week later. It's like, okay. The other name we considered for the Anger yeah. Chicken is Sometimes We Lose. <laughs> I Was that really considered? No. I envisioned saying that to you, Gare, after you lose a game, and then the response being not a family-friendly name for a podcast. <laughs> F This Game was also considered. <laughs> that seems plausible. Uh, no, no. I think I was really lobbying for the Ten Drop Tavern. Because I was like, it's where the mana tap tops out. We should just call it that. That is ringing bells. <laughs> yeah. I really lobbied for that. I'm glad that's not what we went with. <laughs> I'm glad. I love the angry chicken. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Also, it gave me a good excuse a to do great a, name. A, a tavern-themed <laughs> sign graphic design, and that made me happy. Anyways, I think it's going to bring us to the end of this episode. Folks, just because this episode is already past 90 minutes and we didn't have time to do emails does not mean you should not send them. Send them into podcast at gmail.com. And if you're a patron, you can skip the inbox entirely and uh, you know, just drop us a message right there in the Discord. Totally acceptable way to skip the inbox. Because you're a patron. We allow it. It's fine. Anyways, it's going to wrap it up for the show. Speaking of our patrons, I want to thank you again for supporting us. If you do want to support us, you can do so over at patreon.com slash TAC. 
Huge thanks, by the way, to our Patreon producers, Declan H., Cheesy Bob, and Jeffrey D. If you're out there and you're thinking to yourself, man, I want my my name thanked on every single episode, and I would love to support this podcast in the greatest way that their Patreon allows, uh, that would be becoming a producer. Go check out patreon.com slash TAC for more information on how to do so. You can catch us live Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time, unless uh, we can't make it happen or we're tipped off to something happening on a certain day. But just assume it's because we couldn't make it happen, not because we have insider information. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. But before we go, Jocelyn, I almost said Moffat. Jesus, I haven't made that mistake in a while. Carney, <laughs> when you are not doing the angry chicken, where can people find you? It's only been like two and a half years, Garrett. Don't even worry. <laughs> you know, you still call me by my maiden name sometimes. <laughs> Twitter and Twitch I'm at Joss Plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays. Also, check out the gamers in this week where we are going to talk about Mass Effect Legendary Edition. We actually started the gamers in shortly before Mass Effect 3 came out. So uh, I think we're just going to have to change the name of the show to the gamers in Legendary Edition because we've been around that freaking long now. The gamers <laughs> romance dialogue options? <laughs> the gamers... Chest high wall based combat. The gamers I love that game. The gamers. Oh shit! I got Rex killed last night and had to save Scrum three times because I got so annoyed. I kept skipping through dialogue too fast, so he got killed three times on accident. You killed him three times. I, yeah, I forgot that when you skip dialogue, it auto chooses a response for you, and I forgot that three times because by the time it happened a second time, I was so mad. I sped through it so fast on my third attempt that I screwed up again. <laughs> And wow. what did we learn? <laughs> that Ashley is a space racist and I don't care her opinions. Rex is my boy and he will ride into the sunset with me and Garrus. After you kill him three times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he may not want to. Listen. <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if the AI remembered? <laughs> Even if you and afterwards they were saying. like, I'm all good, dude. I'm all, I'm all set. Rex will remember this every time he dies. <laughs> you get him back on the spaceship and he's like, four times, Garrett? It took you four tries? You were supposed Shepherd. to check yourself before you Rex yourself. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm retitling the episode. <laughs> no one's going to... No, no. One listens no. to this part. I am drawing the... A, it's the end of the episode. No one's hearing it. B... <laughs> it's a you keep, I draw the line at making a other video game reference in the Hearthstone podcast <laughs> title. But if we put in the title, they'll keep listening all the way to the end. They're like, "Well, where's this reference? It's where's Rex?" <laughs> yeah, ridiculous hat. Before I very quickly take away your editing permission, <laughs> fire you from the podcast. <laughs> Where can people find you? You forgot that you asked me to help you post the show afterwards, Garrett. You gave me all the power. <laughs> uh, you can find me at twitter.com slash ridiculous hat. I also host other Hearthstone podcasts, quankatseed.com, where we make the best side of the game more accessible to you and Vicious Syndicate over in viciousyndicate.com, where we uh, take a data-driven approach to the standard metagame. You can find both of those uh, over on my Twitter, as well as, I don't know, tweets about random garbage. You know. I haven't played Mass Effect, so I won't be talking about the game over there, but it sounds fun. <laughs> it's super fun. Have you ever played it? I played like a little bit of the first one because I really loved KOTOR and I'm like, all right, another Bioware thing. And the first one has some rough edges. Um, it's called the I Mako. Left them out. It's called yeah, the Mako that, and everyone yeah. hates it. And it still sucks. 
Uh, yeah, I it doesn't suck as I hard. <laughs> I'm thinking about skipping just to ME2, but we'll figure it out. It's I've I've wanted to play it, and again, I love KOTOR and, and like Bioware RPGs in general, and I really like, like Dragon Age Origins, um, so I'm sure there's something here that I'll enjoy, but I haven't gotten into it yet, and also, as you two know, free time, hard to come by, so mm-hmm. we'll see if I have time for a massive dialogue-based RPG. Maybe I'll just skip all the dialogue, I don't know. Uh, will anything bad happen? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. If if you're if the only thing keeping you from having a Mass Effect experience is hemming and hawing between not skipping to two or skipping to two, just skip to two. Mm-hmm. The main thing keeping me from a Mass Effect experience is my day job. <laughs> or quit that and then jump to two. Easy. So <laughs> have I have you heard of this thing called remote access? I there's no implication of that that would end well for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, didn't realize your boss was uh, a listener, but uh, there you go. Hat, hat's boss, uh, never. I, no, never. I'm, I'm the boss. Oh. Well, then what's <laughs> stopping you? Hat's boss. What's stopping you? There's nothing stopping you. It has a pause button. You're fine. You can pause Mass Effect. You're good. Uh, folks, I can be found giving terrible professional work advice on Twitter at Garrett Art. This podcast and every single other one that I produce can be found at amove.tv. I would like to direct you to another program that I record called Into the Nexus. It's a podcast about Heroes of the Storm. You may be thinking to yourself, Heroes of the Storm, I thought that was a dead game. I would like to inform you that a massive patch hit the PTR yesterday, which means it's official. Heroes of the Storm has more updates in 2021 than World of Warcraft and Overwatch combined. (laughs) <laughs> so go listen to Into the Nexus, the podcast about Blizzard Entertainment's second most living game. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did they finally end the Christmas event in Hots? It will be ending once the PTR patch goes live. By the way, it's an Overwatch event, so Heroes of the Storm has more new Overwatch content than Overwatch. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Miss you, Jeff. Bring on Overwatch's expansion. I mean, Overwatch 2. <laughs> right, I'm being cheeky. It's the Boy, end of the We show. are just no making all sorts of friends in Blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> I gave up applying for jobs there years yes. ago. Uh, that's going to do it. Please return our interview requests in the future. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I never hear back when Heroes of the Storm is in anywhere in the body of my email requests. <laughs> so that's going to wrap it up for this episode of The Angry Chicken. Until next time, job's done. Job's done. Job's done. Job's done. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. 